Welcome back, Hop Nation. This is episode 183 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and I would officially like to say, suck it, Mark Hoppus. We are officially better than you because we made it to 183, and we have yet to blink. Champions. We won. I'm Adam. With me is Steve, of course. Hello. <laughs> Apparently had some bad Thai food just before we started recording. Hello. <laughs> no, I just got all full up on bad puns. <laughs> Already full up. <laughs> well, we probably should have said something like that last week when it was actually episode 182. Nah, we could have just not said it ever. How about that? <laughs> no, no. Full disagree. Full disagree. Look, I know we're in our 30s, and Blink-182 is now in their 40s. And they are having their music used to shill BMWs, and I died a little bit inside when I saw that. Yeah, so we don't need to, like, really just push everything and let people know how old we are. (laughs) Blink-182 puns are dad jokes now. Do you understand me? (laughs) Yes, I do understand that. I've made peace with that. I enjoy pants that have stretchy fabric now. (laughs) (laughs) They're the only pants I fit in after eight months. I know. And that that wondrous voice that you heard is a voice we've not heard in quite some time. It's been at least three episodes. It's Bubba. Bubba's back. It's a Bubba episode. How are you today, Bubba? I am doing just fantastic. Excellent. Welcome back to the show. And I believe this is the first time that you've uh, done a virtual show with us. This is, this is my first time in the virtual realm. So welcome to all the uh, dots and dashes that we got going on here over the inner tubes. It's weird. You guys are a lot smaller. I have been working out lately. so <laughs> I, I'm just going to zoom you out a little bit. <laughs> That's, if you watch throughout all my Zoom sessions, uh, you'll notice that the camera keeps moving back a little bit further every time. There you go. I don't look like I'm getting bigger. <laughs> Smart. I'm being smart. Move back further, angles up more. (laughs) If I start getting into a Dutch angle, that's when we start having problems. You got to get the camera above you so you pull that chin back. Oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah, there you go. Got to get the uh, the selfie angle, which I could never master because I never take selfies. Your lips aren't fucking up. There's another one for you, Steve. That's another proof that we're in our 30s. No, that's just proof that you're abhorrent of technology. You don't know how to take a selfie. <laughs> I choose not to. Nobody wants to look at it anyways. <laughs> On to the beers. Since we've got uh, a virtual session this session, it's time for all of us to let's chat about our beers a little bit. So, Steve, what do you have drinking on this segment? Yeah, well, of course, we're not doing a theme this week, so oh. we're just drinking. <laughs> Uh, but I'm drinking something that I'm cleaning out of my fridge because it was going to be a part of a theme. Oh. Ah. <laughs> what is a, it? It's another beer that sat around for a while. <laughs> at, at one point, I wanted to do a metal episode. Uh, There's a lot of heavy metal crossover. So tonight I'm drinking 
a brewery from the uh, I'm drinking a beer from the Robinson's Brewery, and they like to team up with Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. This is their Sun and Steel, which is a sake lager. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a lager made with sake yeast. How is it? I find that very interesting. Yeah. Look, I was not <laughs> expecting a lot going into this because, honestly, a lot of these Iron Maiden beers are pretty bleh. However, pedestrian? Yeah, not even pedestrian. They're just bleh. <laughs> mm, uh, however, this one's actually good. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Nice. I, I, I'm incredibly surprised. Do you remember where you picked it up at? I picked it up at um, uh, JR Vintage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I picked up a vintage a long time ago. So this is a bootlegging beer. Yeah, this is a bootlegging beer I picked up a long time ago, way before quarantine. And thankfully, it's a lager, so it could sit around for a bit. But, but time is up. Yeah, time's up just because, you know, I, I, I can't sit in there forever. <laughs> <laughs> it has to fulfill its destiny. It I'm, not, I'm not carrying 2020 beers in the 2021. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to tank the year like that. You got to fight back. I That's like right. it. But yeah, it's a, it's got a pretty decent multi nose on it. It's a crisp when you drink it. Uh, I don't notice anything that says sake about it though. So, well, yeah. Is, is it supposed to kind of, cause I know with the, with the, the brewed IPA is supposed to create a nice dry beer. What do you know what a sake yeast is supposed to do? Uh, I, that's why I don't understand how it's incorporated into this because a lot of times when sake yeast is used it it can't be used with uh, malts it has to be used with rice Mm -hmm. so I I think if it's used in beer making it becomes incredibly inefficient Mm -hmm. but this is actually uh, I I would say it does finish very dry um, drier than I think you would find with most pilsners but yeah it it, it, there's nothing about it that says, oh, this is sake yeast made. S- screams at you. No. Huh. So, well, it, if it still exists, I'll have to find it somewhere. Yeah. But as just a regular old crispy boy, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Bubba, what, uh, what do you got going on over there? I got costumes and karaoke by our friends from the other side of the state, Dogfish. So, and then down a little bit. <laughs> Other side of the state and down a bit. You got to take the ant. We're, cla- we're claiming Delaware. Oh, we're just going to annex them? Yeah. You got to take the Amtrak down the Rehoboth. <laughs> Listen, I don't know where anything is outside of these walls. So <laughs> There's either oh. inside or outside, and that's it. There's two places in the world. You get Hoogie Wall Wall, and you take Amtrak down the Rehoboth, get Dogfish Head, get costumes and karaoke's. I get on board with that. So how is it, Bubba? What's the, what's the story on it? Good. What is it? Uh, it is an imperial cream ale with turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, star ants, antsy? I don't know what that is. Star anise? Star anise, oats, cardamom, with vanilla beans added. It's a whole lot of things. Actually sounds pretty decent. It actually is way better than I expected. So, nice. Uh, is, that, is that something that you picked up recently? Uh, like a couple hours ago, cross nice. This uh, little place called House of a Thousand Beers. 
Uh, yeah. A couple options. I've, uh, I've been there myself. I haven't quite had a thousand beers there yet, but I'd like to get there one day. I got at least one under my belt now. <laughs> so. Down in a triple digits. Mm-hmm. Nice. But it's, uh, it's definitely got that cream ale kind of taste to it. Got that body. And uh, it's pretty sweet, actually. It's, it's got, mm. I'm trying to put my finger on what, what exactly, which of the many flavors is coming through the most. It's just kind of a blend of, of a nice, sweet cream ale. Nice. I'm about to pick up a, a four-pack or a six-pack of that. Or you can just pick up a bottle. I could do that. <laughs> At like I, have, I have another one if you want. Oh, there you go. I'll trade you some cookies for it. Oh, there we go. There yeah. go. Cookies in a bottle. Yes. That's, a, that's a, a fair trade if you ask me. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. So for myself, I actually also did the, uh, the single pickup a few hours ago. I uh, picked this up at, at House of Brews. This is the Forbidden Kingdom by Armada Brewing. I have never heard of Armada Brewing. Uh, I saw it. I liked it. I like at least the can art. Can art's pretty good. Uh, is that Castle is, Grayskull on there? I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But, but it's a, a Kolsch. They, they call it a Kolsch-style ale. Right. Because so, it wasn't made in Cologne, so it has to be Kolsch yes, style. Yes, they're, they're going with the, the Champagne Avenue. I get that. Yes. Uh, but it's like uh, 4.7% 4. ABV. But uh, yeah, it's, it's got a, a little bit of herbaliness to it. I mean, it's Kolsch. It's good. I like Kolsch's. Yeah. It's a beer. It's, it's a beer. Yeah, it's a good beer for flipping burgers with. There you go. Okay. Well, too bad it's too cold to be doing that right now, but yeah. <laughs> well, if you believe in yourself, you could. Oh, you can. <laughs> it's worth it. You can still but, make uh, pan fried. It's fine. I, I've kind of started to uh, get away from the, the treats of 2020 to get into the activity beers of 2021. There you go. So I'm starting to fade away from all the fatty boy stouts, trying to work my way back into the koshas and the cream ales and things like that. The lighter fare. So you're, when 2020 comes around, 21 comes around, I'm ready. I'm in. So you're, so you're holding auditions for what you're going to be drinking next year and under the sun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Back when I could actually go shake somebody's hand and then not immediately go, you know, wash my hands for 45 seconds and hope for the best. Gotcha. So, so there's going to be a lot of loggers and Hefeweizens hitting the combine this week. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's right. We're going to put them through their paces. When you can go comfortably watch a Pirates game loot so they can lose. Yeah. It'll be like old times. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably leave it around the middle of the fifth inning and then go to Mike's beer bar and go get something good for half the price of what's inside the park. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. Cannot wait. And that will happen. 2021. That's a goal of mine. Um, I mean, probably. We hope. Yeah, there's a, there's a probably to that. <laughs> you got you just got to push some old people out of line to get that vaccine, you That's know, fine. before opening day. That's fine. <laughs> that, you know what? It doesn't even have to be opening day. I'm just saying you got to get it in you before opening day. <laughs> <laughs> out of the way, old man. Yeah, I'm a productive member of society. I got shit to do. Uh, just, just, uh, just reading like how you know dosages are coming out to, you know we may run out of vaccine before opening day and then you have to wait till june and then you're not getting into the all-star game and that's when the pirates really start sucking ass right and that's so. when ticket prices go down 
even more. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, that's better. That's not yeah. so bad, yeah. That's not so bad. <laughs> Just one, one crappy beer and one crappy baseball game. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I just want some fucking crab fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about the crab fries. <laughs> I want an overpriced bucket of wings from Quaker <laughs> Steak. <laughs> I've been sitting under the heat lamp for three and a half hours. <laughs> oh. Man, all right. Man. No, we're not going down that path of sadness. We're gonna try to keep things upbeat. We're okay. Going down, we're going down the coach path. Okay. I'm the down the. Path. I'm yes. down the crispy boy logger path. The we're, the path of lightness. Yeah, the path of lightness. That's what we're going for. That's what second right. one is. <laughs> it just keep getting darker throughout the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll all be hitting up 14% barrel agers on the third segment. I got one. If I could. I, I, I got one too. There <laughs> you go. All right. I can wreck oh. my way. <laughs> Before we get into that, I think it's time for some news notes and neat. Yeah. All right. That was aggressive, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we're trying to be positive, you know? <laughs> all right. I like it. I like the attitude. Just for that, you get to go first. Oh well, then we're going back dark. Oh shit! Well, it's nice. Well, I told you what I told you what my news story was ahead of time too. That's why I was just trying to be, you know, positive. So uh, we're talking COVID a little bit, and COVID has claimed some more victims in the world of beer and tap rooms. Uh, Just this week, it was announced that the Captain Paps pilot room was going to close so uh for if you don't know what that is bubba captain paps is the the pilot program from paps blue ribbon obviously Mm -hmm. and it was a tap room that was located in milwaukee on the original site of the uh original brewery Mm -hmm. and so they opened like this pilot tap room that like they offered things beyond paps they had like you know different IPAs and a bunch of things that never actually made it out into the market. Whereas we saw, you know, coffee and cold brew. <laughs> it's, their, it's their guinea pig market. Yeah. It's yeah. their guinea pig market that actually never takes off because they're too busy making wilder shit like hard tea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a guinea pig tap, tap room and uh, they're closing it and then they're just moving all their operations to San Antonio, Texas. Wow. Yeah. So that was one. The other one was announced on December 4th and is a, had a little less fanfare, a little less uh, ahead of warning time. So like the Captain Paps announcement came this week and they're, they were saying that it's going to close permanently December 21st. So not great timing, but at least people are getting a heads up. Yes. Uh, December 4th, Goose Island just closed their Philly tap room. That was that. <laughs> Put the chairs up, locked the door. Yeah. Out. Didn't seem like there was any forewarning or anything. They're just like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Merry uh, Christmas. Yeah. And that one, you know, that one sucks a little more because people weren't giving a heads up on that. Um, but yeah, apparently they're blaming COVID for this, but I I don't know. It seems odd that these large companies are folding up shop 
a lot quicker than smaller breweries are. Mm, the ones that are much more susceptible to this sort of thing. Yeah, the ones that are much more susceptible, the ones that don't have, you know, huge amounts of backing dollars. I kind of understand the Paps one because they're not officially owned by a larger company the way AB InBev owns Goose Island. Mm-hmm. Like, the, there's an investment firm that's behind the Paps Blue Ribbon name, but that doesn't necessarily mean they just have, like, extra money to throw around. Whereas you just know AB InBev their main source of money is not Goose Island. It's fucking Budweiser. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's not even it's not even backed by a company. It's a conglomerate. Right. A multinational. Yeah. yeah. There's billionaires in Brazil that mm. <laughs> like you can't throw thirty thousand to yeah. keep this place running another <laughs> month. You can't, you know You can't float them for a bit. Yeah, you can't yeah. float them for just a little bit longer. And so they're blaming COVID as a reason to just close up shop. Yeah, uh, more, more reason not to support him. Yeah. I, I, I would be interested in seeing what those numbers are, though, because as we've seen with COVID, everybody turned to local. And everybody is trying to keep their local breweries up and running. Like, I can almost guarantee if Platform was opened in Pittsburgh, like they said they were going to be, I don't know that anybody would support them. I mean, there would no, be at least nobody on this there. show. Right, exactly. I have no reason to go down yeah. there. But uh, it, people would show up, but they wouldn't necessarily see the level of enthusiasm that other mm-hmm. places would, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if, if COVID actually really did hurt these non-local, non-independent breweries. Maybe. You know, but, uh, like but on the other so. hand, the hell with them. The ones that were convenience and people walked in, but now there's no longer the convenient walk-in. So right, they've become out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. yeah. Plus, also, if you look at their spaces, they're like they're really nice spaces that these breweries were in, mm-hmm. because of course they had the money to have a really nice space. Uh, the Goose Island one in particular was in, it, it's in Fishtown, which is a popular part of Philly for like hipsters and shit. Uh, and it's also close to their Rivers Casino that they have. So it's, ah, so it's kind of a, a southern tier kind of situation here. Yeah, in it's pretty prime real estate that yeah. they're in. Um, so again, if they couldn't keep up with the costs, uh, it was a leased pl- uh, property, mm-hmm. and they are leaving the brewery equipment there. So well, that could turn things into a very good thing then. Yeah, if somebody has the balls to yeah. <laughs> to shoot that high, you know, yeah. if they really want to, they could they could claim that space, and it might be a turnkey situation. But uh, honestly, I could see somebody like Dogfish Head moving in there. Ah, uh, mm, maybe not because Boston Beer has taken a bit of a hit on their portfolio as well. Uh, that's true. I forgot that they're now one and the same. Yeah, but it's possible. I'm not going to say no. Right, because they they have other brew pubs and things like that throughout the region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, the yards has enough weight to throw into there. Uh, maybe I don't know what their current situation is as yeah. far as like expansion. Like they may have already like expanded to a tap room not too long ago, and wouldn't see a reason. Yeah, I, I just I just don't know the Philly scene well enough to know who would jump in on that. I'll just say it's going to be Pizza Boy. They're going to move in from Enola. <laughs> And then never close. Ten minutes outside of Broad Street. There you go. <laughs> uh, 
Good old pizza boy. We're going to avoid that topic. And we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> something a little more local and a little more upbeat. Yeah. Uh, Bubba, this is uh, actually right up your alley. Uh, quite possibly, literally. This comes from our friends at the breweries in PA. Uh, I stole this information from their website blatantly. <laughs> but uh, the good people of Cinderlands are opening okay. a third brewery location. Yeah. In Wexford, Pennsylvania. That's that's pretty close. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is your neck of the woods, Bubba. That's cool. So, unfortunately, uh, information is quite sparse right now, but they are planning to open the third location in 2021. That's it. But that is just, I needed to bring that up now. It was just going to be a quick hitter at the end, but I needed to bring it up now because that last conversation was a downer. <laughs> <laughs> And I, need, I needed to coach it up a little bit. I needed to brighten things up. Yeah, coach it up. <laughs> so I had to coach it up, and that is local news, and that is local positive news. Yeah. Cinderlands makes good beer. They sure do. Absolutely they do. <laughs> I think that would be a good get for us in 2021. Go to the new Wexford location. Yeah. Have ourselves an on loca- location. Yeah. Bubba can Podcast. tag along. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. He can get us beers. Or at least stand outside looking in and be like, what's this doing in there? Guys having fun? It looks like a good time. I'm kind of thirsty out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to want to bring that up. So congratulations to Cernalins. Uh They're moving forward with the third location here in the Pittsburgh area. Thank cool. God. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. But again, we're seeing what you can still expand as a brewery in pittsburgh mm-hmm. if you're local but you know if you're not uh, things go a little rough i mean that's kind of the pittsburgh way yeah pittsburgh is a bit insular yeah yeah you know if you're not with us you're against us unless you're voodoo well yeah, well, well, yeah. <laughs> the, the trick to voodoo is they were just around longer than everybody else <laughs> that's yeah. fair if you, if you go if you're here long enough then you get grandfathered in but yes <laughs> but the, and that that isn't I, i'm not saying that in terms of just the pittsburgh craft beer scene there's a lot of things where pittsburgh has that mindset oh yeah for sure yeah you know if you're not from pittsburgh or you're not rooting for pittsburgh then get the hell out means jagoffs can get out exactly that is exactly right yeah uh, this city is full of homerism <laughs> yeah yeah, and sometimes that's a good thing. A lot of times it's not. But that's okay. That's what makes us us. That's okay. all I wanted to talk about on that one. Does anybody else have any other news, notes, or needs? <laughs> Your affirmation. That's what makes us us. <laughs> We're good enough. We're smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like us. So I have one that's a note. It's, okay. It's not really a neat because it's just a, a reflection of how dumb our future is. Oh, boy. But... Uh, uh, I saw a, I saw a quick little story about Michael Jordan's. Uh, he has a exclusive golf club called the Grove Twenty Three because, of course, it has yeah. to have the number twenty three in it. Right? Yeah. So it's a super exclusive golf club. We're never going to play it. Any of us? We're never going to see it. No. no. You, you could probably see it from a highway or something. You, <laughs> you want to see the hedgerow? That's it. Yeah. You can wash dishes there, it's, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Michael Jordan has introduced something to his golf course in which they are now delivering snacks and beer 
to the golfers via drone and you think hey that's pretty cool it's a flying drone bringing me my food and such and here comes my beer but uh oh wow boy is that fucking loud hey is that really really loud <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say nothing nothing can disturb your backswing like a <laughs> yeah flying overhead constantly <laughs> like a swarm of a thousand bees here comes my butt lights <laughs> Sure, hope that doesn't it. disrupt anybody's game that they paid a thousand dollars around for, if not more, they, whatever it is. Do they call four when they drop the beer from height, <laughs> flying at your head from twenty feet up? Man, I hope so. I just made me realize what happens if a drone gets hit with a golf ball. Who's responsible? Yeah, right. Is it the golfer or the pilot? <laughs> Listen, you're you're dealing with people that can just peel some money off the top of the round. They're yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I also looked into this, and I think there's like 75 or 76 members at this course. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, not I very think, many people. I think no. I was really lowballing when I said a thousand dollars around. It's yeah, it is super exclusive. And and I, the other thing I know I, I saw, which has nothing to do with beer, but I thought was kind of. It's up my alley. Is for some reason their golf carts are capable of going thirty-five miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, idea well, why, but when you don't have bros running each other over with golf, you know, you can you can take the governor off. Yeah, <laughs> bros. I would never do anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you know when you don't have somebody smuggling steel reserve in their. <laughs> 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 their underneath golf their bag. top flights yeah underneath their top flights <laughs> <laughs> underneath their noodle softs <laughs> i thought that's what the socks were for on top of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you don't have that you can trust people a little more uh, well <laughs> we will never be there no never <laughs> we will never be there but that's okay i like yeah. the goat paths that i play because then I could go find all the balls that are in the woods that people drove in there. Right. Yeah, it's got a little hey, poison ivy on it. It's no big deal. Hey, you guys, look what they, somebody <laughs> left behind. <laughs> hey, this is the Titleist. That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> Keep that for the putting green. Uh, do you, have uh, another, you have another news or note? Unfortunately, no, because you stole my Jordan story. Yeah. <laughs> Steal that Jordan story. Stupid Jordan story. I got one. All right. I got another one then. Oh. Double steal. Yeah. So if you're listening on a Friday, as you should. As you should. Then yesterday, we released the pre-sale for our first glass. Yes. Ooh. And if you're watching on the internet, on the YouTube, you can actually see the preview of the glass. Uh, It will... It's up on the Field by Hops shop, thanks to Ryan. Ryan is graciously allowing us to use his Shopify to sell our merch. But, uh, yeah, something T Public couldn't do for us, so no. we had to do for it for ourselves. <laughs> with a little bit of help with our from our friends. Yes, yes. A little bit of help from our friends, but, uh, yeah, it glasses an original design by myself. And it's based off the ever-popular video game Cyberpunk 2077 that just came out as well. 
I can't imagine how we decided that December 10th was the day that we were going to de- debut this. <laughs> I don't know how we came to that conclusion, Steve. How, how did that ever happen? <laughs> There's got to be something out there that's connecting it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The pre-sale is going to run and uh, it's going to be a little bit before glasses will actually be in hand. It'll be probably around the end of January, hopefully. But yeah, we're, we're selling worth these. the wait. Worth the wait, and then you can drink along with your favorite video game, with your favorite podcast, which is us. <laughs> In case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, In case you nice. didn't know that. By the way. But yeah. Nicholas. So, I, I guess we should have, instead of having Bubba on, we should have gotten Keanu on. Yeah, should have tried. Should have tried hard for Keanu. But, uh, but uh, Bubba, he, he's just got too much pull. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we like- can flail around and dodge bullets (laughs) we can we can maybe send send the glass to keanu's way i don't know that he drinks i don't know he doesn't come off as a drinker and if he does it's probably not uh swill oh yeah it's definitely not swill (laughs) he just doesn't come off as a drinker i don't yeah i don't know that he actually does any drugs he just doesn't i don't know have that about him I don't know. I, that's that's not good or bad. It's indifferent. Yeah, I'm not gonna that's hold it against him. Yeah. yeah, it's indifferent. It's just interesting though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> last last time someone gave him a pill, it was not. It didn't end well. I mean, right? <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh, Bubba, it's been too long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely check our our social media whatnots for mm-hmm. information. Yeah. We'll have- We'll have links and all that good stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, and just go to fuelbyhops.com and go to their shop. It's yep. up. Before we get our glasses, I guess we need to talk about the beers that we have. Yeah. What the? Steve, you go first again. You uh, seemed amped on the beer that you were drinking. I wasn't so much amped as I was just really surprised. It's, all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar realms of energy, but yeah, I was actually just very surprised. The uh, Sun and Steel by Robinson's Brewery, also in partnership with Iron Maiden and Bruce Dickinson, is a sake lager. It is, I'm, yeah, I'm taken aback about how much this one doesn't suck. Nice. <laughs> nice. Praise. Well, uh, glowing review. <laughs> Look, the, the original Trooper beer is not good. And the uh, Hallowed Be Thy Name Belgian, I believe. Mm-hmm. Also, just not good. I'm sorry. I like. I'm a big fan of Iron Maiden, but I don't like the. <laughs> I don't just couldn't like, get there. Don't like the beers they've put out. <laughs> just don't. Well, at least they got one. Yeah, they got one, and it was like the style I'm a least favorite of. <laughs> like I don't like Pilsners, but I actually like this one. It's good. It got you again. Yeah, it got me again. It, it's nice. It's dry. It's a little sweet up front, and then it's dry on the back end. I like to think that you actually do like Pilsner, Steve. It's because this is this is at least the third or fourth time where you said, ah, "I don't like Pilsners, but I like this one." Uh, you're going to have to remind me of the other two times. I'm not going to go back and research. I don't even know that you know what you're talking. <laughs> about. I think you're thinking of Kolsch's. <laughs> I've definitely said I don't like Kolsch's before, but have been proven wrong by various cultures by like the annex and the north country mm-hmm. so well, then, then perhaps styled my that's my fair bad. perhaps the pilsner is the preview for 2021 that's the tease where you discover pilsners 
I don't know. I don't want to discover Pilsners because I don't want to turn this into a, a, a fulfilling prophecy for beer writers that are like, loggers are the new trend. And I, I don't want to be part of the new trend. I don't want to go, yeah, you know, crispy boys are pretty where it's at. <laughs> I don't want to be that. Oh, I drink my stouts and my IPAs. Everybody fuck off. And <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave you alone and we'll go over to Bubba. Bubba, how was your, uh, your, what the hell was that? Dogfish head not from Pennsylvania? The costumes that came that was thrown away from the corner. It's in the tri-state area. Pick one of them. <laughs> They're all the same, basically, yeah. down there. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, actually, this beer was pretty delicious. Uh, the ginger came through in, in the vanilla taste. Uh, nice and sweet. I didn't realize it was 8%. I was trying to keep it light. Oh, oops. Right, but I uh, guess that's not happening. But I would, I would totally drink this again. Probably have the other one uh, this weekend. That sounds like one of the heaviest cream ales I've ever heard of. 8%. It is an imperial cream ale. So oh, well, they did, they, they did kind of call their shot there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's my bad for not picking up on that. Uh, for myself, the uh, the Forbidden Kingdom by Armada. Yeah, I like it. Uh, this definitely kind of pulled me out of the the dark beer doldrums a little bit. Uh, I'll admit it's been a while since I've had a beer like this. I had myself a nice Kolsch style ale, but uh, yeah, I like it. I think I'm gonna keep going down this path a little bit. This is the first beer I've ever had by Armada, but uh, if I see another one in a style that I like, I'm going to pick it up. Where'd you say they were? Connecticut, if I remember correctly. Connect I cut. Yes. Mm. The Constitution State? Oh, sure. I think uh, East Haven, Connecticut is where they're at. Okay. Huh. Interesting. So a little bit up the coast from West Haven. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Just south of North Haven. There you go. All right, I think that's enough for this segment. I think I've embarrassed myself enough. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some fresh beers, and we're going to talk about other beer things because that's what we do on the show. We're talking Christmas beers, y'all. Ooh. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, we'll be back in in a minute. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Com. We're back. They haven't kicked us off the internet yet. Hop Nation USA, episode 183. No puns. Getting right into it. We got to talk beers because that's why we're here. Bubba, you get to go first. What kind of beer you got for this segment? Oh, oh hell yeah. I got the Hop Stalker by ooh, everything backwards by, Hop, or by Fatheads Brewery down there on the. Uh, in the south side, although it's brewed in I was going to say, you're, you're really baiting the hook with the semantics here that I really want to jump on you <laughs> for. Nonetheless, I got this delicious IPA. It's uh, by, by our friends. <laughs> it's, it's actually really tasty. It's got a nice, nice earthy taste to it. Uh, there are some citrus notes and everything. It's actually a, a 2019 GAB silver medal winner. So nice. Ooh. First See, time having it. I bought a four pack. Is it? Is uh, 
What's the ABV on that? 7%. So when I set out tonight to <laughs> not have high ABV beer, beers, I simply just forgot to look at that whenever I bought beers. Yeah, well, Oops. Hey, happens. <laughs> yep. Sabotage by myself. Oh, my goodness. Well, while you, you recover from that misstep, we'll go to Steve and see what Steve's drinking for this segment. I'm drinking stouts. All of them? Just <laughs> a, one big cauldron? Just... Yeah, one big cauldron. I just made a blend for my own. <laughs> <laughs> so I am drinking the Ellicottville Chocolate Cherry Bomb. It is an 8.2% imperial stout made with chocolate and cherries. Something tells me you pulled that straight from the fridge. Yes. <laughs> it is a very cold bottle if you're looking at the photo. It, uh, it looks uh, quite chilled. Yes, a very chilled bottle. It's cold. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty decent at the moment, although I suspect it to uh, get more flavorful as it warms up. They say it's made with English hops and Oregon sweet cherries. Is it comparable to the Southern Tier? I believe it was the cherry. Was it the cherry cordial or the chocolate covered cherries? Yeah, yeah the cherry cordial. Um, this one isn't as tart as that. Oh, okay. So that's probably better for you then. Yeah, yeah. This one is more, uh, more chocolates and bitters so far. So you yeah, get on board with that. Yeah, but it does have a little bit of a cherry flavor in there. But yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Nice. Pretty decent, but you know, most Ellicottville beers are. I don't know that I've ever had a bad one from them. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, would drink again. So as for my, as for myself, no, you don't get to talk, Bubba. No, it's my uh, turn. Uh, that's fine. Not anymore. Uh-uh. You had your turn. Uh, okay, I'll just <laughs> being banished everywhere right now in my house, so not allowed to be be anywhere. Steve, if you could do me a favor and just take him and put him in the corner of the screen so he has to sit in the corner. About what he did. <laughs> Please and thank you. Sure. Uh, but uh, what I have is uh, from the good people of Sobel's Obscure Brewery. This is their Honey Blossom Hefeweizen. I already drank that. I know you did. That's why I have it. Because <laughs> he said good things about it. And I was like, I ah, I really want to try that. To hell with it. I'm yeah. going to try it. I don't care if it's a repeat. Yeah. Do you have good things to say about it as I did? It, uh, you know what? You are absolutely correct in your assessment that it is not a good Hefeweizen, yeah. but it is a good beer. Yeah. Yeah. It does, it does not have that Hefeweizen banana -y, you know, vibe to it, but it's got a lot of good honey flavor to it. It's got a good uh, oranginess to it. I don't know if that's where it is now. But uh, if you just rip the label off and just somebody handed you a, just a blank can of this, yeah, it's a good beer. Yeah. Yeah, they should have just called it a wheat beer. Like, mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't have the banana or the clove. Because, like, that's the other way Hefeweizen's bend is yeah. towards that little bit of clove spice. Yeah. It doesn't, I, have, it doesn't have either of those. Just call it a I, wheat beer. I, I will say that it, if, you, if you drink it cold enough, it does kind of have an orange Kool-Aid vibe to it. Yeah. Which I'm all right with that. I've drank gallons of that in my youth. Yeah, it's fine because it's very refreshing. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a right. very, it's a very refreshing beer, but it's not a Hefeweizen. If, yeah. If they just renamed it like bug juice. Yeah. <laughs> sell it like hotcakes. 
Hell yeah. Coming Come summer on. 2021, Sobel's Obscure Bug Juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'd buy, buy it by the six-pack. Sure. I can dig it. That's all there is to it. Right on. All right, Bubba, you're, you're out of the corner. <laughs> I'm, back. I'm out of timeout. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you're out shit, of timeout. All, <laughs> all this time to think about what to say. <laughs> I didn't think of anything. <laughs> Actually, Steve, so that, that chocolate cherry bomb is less on the, the cherry bomb, more on the chocolate bomb, huh? Yup. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's not even like really uh, for 8%. It's not even like really thick and syrupy and desserty either. It's not super, super sweet. So it's not going to like rot your teeth or anything like that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's chocolate and a little bit of cherry, but it's more uh, roasty stout than anything. Where is it on the Steve light scale? So uh, I put it up on the, uh, the light scale, and the only little bit of light that came through was at the very bottom. You saw a little bit of reddish hue around the edge. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it doesn't, uh, light does not make it through. It's the darkness. It's a darkness. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's the darkness. I'm about to get some. Where did you pick that up at, Steve? This one, I believe, comes from House of Brews. Oh, that's where I picked mine up from. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think I picked this up. This yeah, I picked this one up the same day I picked up that Sobel's for myself. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> right then. Yeah. So yeah, that's where that one comes from. All right, we're headed into the holiday season, and I took notice that in the past we've actually never talked about Christmas beer. Really? All of, all of our previous Christmas episodes are either fucking <laughs> music episodes or we also did like a lot of interviews around the time of Christmas. And then we also did a lot of holiday gift giving guides. But I don't think we've ever gotten into the history or tradition of Christmas ales. I didn't know that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> all right. Overdue. I had the look, but you know, yeah. So it actually kind of came to my attention because I was looking for content for the show this week and I came across a blog post from the O10 beer blog, which was, uh, it's a beer blog out of the Netherlands, but the, uh, the writer Tina, she actually featured us years and years ago of, uh, like podcasts to listen back, to back when we were just a fledgling little outpost here in the craft beer world. Yeah. But that's where we got a lot of our European listens from. So from Tina from the O10 beer blog. So thanks to her. But she put up a post this week about uh, just a rundown of a variety of uh, Christmas beer traditions you can find. Uh, the one, the, there's like two I'm going to follow up with and kind of go down a rabbit hole with you guys with this I episode. like rabbit holes. Yeah, the one is just like, where does Christmas beer tradition come from? And uh, another one is just a German beer tradition. So, did you know Christmas beer is an offshoot of the North, the Norse tradition of Yule? Yes. Yule, yes. J-U-L, pronounced Yule. <laughs> and then we have bastardized it, bastardized it to Yule. Y-U-L-E. <laughs> uh, yes, but the Norse tradition of Yule was a celebration between the new moon of November and the new moon of December. That's about the time when their final harvest would come in. Uh, it, it was meant to be like parties and feasts 
exalting the Aesir, which are their pantheon of gods that they have, and then just like friends and family. Hmm. So it's all yeah, it's all pagan tradition, all a bunch of heathen bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> But in that time, though, they would use the, the, the malts and the barley and everything and the grain that they harvested from their final harvest to make beer, to, you know, party with. So that's, that's where it got its start. And then as Christianity moved into the Scandinavian region, because this is basically, you know, as we know, Norse tradition is Scandinavian. Uh, but as it moved into Norway... There was the King Haken the Good. Haken the Good? Haken the Good. Man, glad you don't have to put that on a bag of a jersey. Yeah, well, it's better than Haken the Murderer. <laughs> Wait, was that another, another guy? No, not, not that I know of. Oh, all right. It's, it's just I mean, better he than. He did a little bit of murdering, but not, not <laughs> yeah. enough to get the murderer. No, yeah, that wasn't his thing. Mur- yeah. It was... It was a side was, business. He was still mostly the good. <laughs> so King Haken the Good, uh, around 950 AD, he made it a law to brew beer during the uh, Christmas time. Like everybody has to brew? Yeah. Everybody had to brew. <laughs> I can see why he was the good. Yeah, he was the good. Everybody had to brew. And it was meant to help usher in Christianity because instead of just brewing beers for Odin and your friends, you're brewing beers for Jesus and Mary. I just got to say Odin and friends. This sounds like a really crappy offshoot of the justice league. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking Hannah Barbera cartoon from the sixties. <laughs> so, but yeah, he, uh, it, he, made this it was sort of a loose law but it was a law and it was meant to encourage christianity and brewing beer for christianity jumping ahead uh, past the 11th century the 11th century norway actually becomes a christian uh country it's just that's their new religion now but after that the the gutlanding they make it an even stricter law that everybody everybody has to brew beer (laughs) (laughs) like it's to the point like if you skipped brew day you got fined and if you skipped if you missed the brewing three christmas beers then it was possible that you would either lose everything that you owned to the king and the bishop they would just split it in half and take each would take a half of your stuff or if you could just be sent out of the kingdom. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's split between the, the king and the bishop, wouldn't that just make him a knight? Uh, Jesus Get fucking Christ. <laughs> you go to the penalty much. box now. <laughs> you go in the penalty box. Somebody's been watching too many, too many chess miniseries. <laughs> I felt good about that joke. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> I can't take away the feeling, but I, <laughs> I would hope I could cyberbully you into feeling bad about it. That's all it wants. <laughs> oh, sorry. But yeah, you could you could lose everything for not brewing Christmas beer, uh, including your residence in Norway. Um, the the uh, the actual recipes for the beer, the, the reason why they're so like commonly spiced, as we find with Christmas beers today, is because it was a way to show off. 
So like every uh, everybody would have basically the same grains. So, but if you were you know fancy or bougie, then that's when you start putting juniper berries in, or different spices. You know, it's your way to you know wag your tail at your neighbors. Helga's say, got elderberries. Who does she think she is? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because you're supposed to. You're also supposed to have parties and feasts with this. That means you're inviting your local farmers that come over and when they come over, you want to show off what you have. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's a Dick swing and beer before they were Dick swing and beers. Mm-hmm. Feeding the farmers back what they got, what they <laughs> here, you drink it. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, I mean, that's where the tradition of the Christmas sale comes from. And obviously it, continues on today as pretty much every brewery has a christmas sale of some sort thank goodness yeah it was it was spread through basically migration because as you know the scandinavians moved across europe and then eventually into america that you know you start finding the tradition of the christmas sale pop up i in denmark they have a very popular one that is sold today that they it, it's basically their mark of christmas and it's called it's the tuborg yulberg that's the tuborg is the brewery and yulberg okay. is the style of beer oh, so a, right. a lot of breweries okay. <laughs> a lot of breweries in denmark will brew a yulberg but tuborg is the big one that's the one everybody loves and it was a campaign that was started in 1981 like they, it was just a good marketing campaign. <laughs> they had Santa Claus chasing a beer, and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, let's go get that." But uh, the the last Friday of every November, they can guarantee that Yulbrig is going to be released. That's when everybody goes out to hit the pubs and the grocery stores, and they pick up their Yulbrig, and then it's a uh, usually paired with a feast that occurs in December that kind of. Uh, is a uh, not not predates, but it uh, it, it kind of comes before Christmas. It's kind of a get amped Pre- up precedes precedes. Yeah, it's a it's, it's kind of a get amped up for Christmas feast, and that it's called the it's called the Yule Frokost, which is all right. Yeah, it's Christmas lunch. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. But uh, <laughs> the the tradition is basically just eat a lot and get fucking hammered on beer and snops <laughs> doesn't I mean, sound unfamiliar yeah right. i mean you really needed a, a reason to do that <laughs> yeah no you don't need a reason but they just they they made it a tradition it's like this is when we're gonna have you <laughs> today is the day we get hammered on schnapps and beers yeah, yeah today's the day and they they were smart about it because they called it a lunch so you can start whenever you want really <laughs> it's really it's just encouraging day drinking yeah, yeah. It's just, oh yeah it's, <laughs> it, it is it is meant well, it to be nine today <laughs> yeah, it is meant to be an all-day event that you nice. just you pound snops and chase it with your brig whatever it is that they eat well yeah i mean it's hams and turkey still Boars and <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll eat all of that yeah do your brigs have to have a special or a certain blend of spices to become your brig or is there is there like a to be a true your brig certain ingredients no, not really. It's it's kind of actually a tra- a traditional uh, lager 
that's just spiced a little extra, a little bit darker. It's not even like necessarily more in ABV. It's just uh, it's just a little bit more, just a little little fancier than your standard pilsner. Goosed a little bit, just goosed. Yeah, yeah. just goosed just a, little a little bit. bit. Just a little bit, just a little bit. But yeah, that's a that's Danish tradition, kind of carrying on the the overall Yule tradition. Very nice. You've come to know. Uh, I got two other examples of traditions and one i'm going to start with is germany i couldn't really find a a history on this of when it started because it's more tied into mold wine say, say mold? mold mold oh, okay mold. all right mold so i uh, gotcha uh, <laughs> bubba i'm assuming you're familiar with mold wine <laughs> being, I think I've had a little bit being that you didn't <laughs> think i said mold <laughs> molded wine <laughs> ew yes now mold wine as a lot of people know it is kind of a another tr- a christmas tradition on its own of you know heating up wine for a nice warm drink and then you add in fruits and spices to make it more palatable because hot wine doesn't sound ugh. wonderful ugh. in my mind ugh. no not at all <laughs> yeah but, you know, mulled wine is, is a tradition. Uh, to go along with that, the, in Germany, it's known as Glühwein. So, glow wine is what oh. it translates to. Glühwein. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But uh, being that Germany is so entrenched in beer culture, they have also started making Glühbier. Mm. Yes. Hot <laughs> so beer. They, yes. They, they serve hot beer in Germany. <laughs> You got it, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that just that sentence right there would be the perfect snippet to put out onto the internet to drop people in. <laughs> you got it. They serve hot beer in Germany. Uh, it, it, it's usually made in a similar fashion to mulled wine in that they, they take a beer and they'll add uh, fruit to it and a lot of the recipes I read were adding cherry juice. So you kind of make a hot cherry, uh, yeah, spiced beer. And then you also add in like star anise, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg as it, you know, as your tastes define. Yeah. That sounds like it's getting a lot of like a, like a cider vibe to it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's pushing that kind of blended of a cider and a, and a beer. The, it's yeah it's booze and it tastes good Drink right it. right 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 uh there's also like in belgium there's glucric which is you know like taking a, a cherry frambois and heating it up so it, it kind of blends those lines the same way so that's just their version of a hot and sour soup pretty much but it's for christmas to warm your day as you oh, go junk how are we talking? Like, are we talking like? Are we talking like this is hot cocoa? We got some some hot Shirley Temple beers. Less than boiling, because every recipe <laughs> says don't boil it. <laughs> hey, that's all I'm giving you. I'm just saying. Ah, oh, geez, thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's got you a pretty good range. Yeah, yeah. thirty-two to two twelve. Yeah. In the grand oh. scheme of things, that's that's real narrow. Yeah. We're in Europe. This is zero to 100, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's zero to 99 because I said don't boil it. <laughs> oh, shit. 
yeah i think it's i think it's about the range of like a hot cocoa uh you know obviously they there's suggestions of the kind of beers you could you should use i see mostly like using dunkles like darker maltier beers not necessarily a pilsner personally that sounds really fucking gross to me that's like a, a hot yeah a hot bud light that's like gross i don't <laughs> i i've done that before it's not pleasant yeah. <laughs> i have been to college even, i've even, seen desperate times even if you put cherry juice in it it doesn't sound great <laughs> is it maraschino cherry juice it could be it i mean if you're if you're doing it real scuffed version in america yeah <laughs> just sugar bomb it yeah it's kind of yeah can it just be maraschino juice yeah, it could be. <laughs> or, or, or I'm sorry. What it, what is the proper pronunciation of that? Maraschino. 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 Yeah, that's right. Because I, I am backwards trash if I say maraschino. Right. <laughs> I'm backwards trash with you. All right, we can go do backwards trash things. <laughs> go fight a raccoon. Smoke cigarettes yeah. and find internet <laughs> pornography. <laughs> you don't have to be scum. Do that, that in the city. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I fucked up the joke. It was meant That's to be. Right. It was meant to be just fine porno mags in the woods. <laughs> oh, oh those are the yeah. days. Yeah. This, this generation, they don't know the joy of that. Yeah, they don't know the joy of finding just rando porno. <laughs> finding your brother's stash in the woods. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, uh, a final tradition, and it's not an official tradition yet. But it's something I found that it could maybe turn into a tradition, at least across America. But there is a church in Chicago, and this year they released a quote-unquote Advent wreath. Mm. But instead of an Advent wreath, it's four beers, three beers of one flavor and one beer of another flavor, if you know how an Advent wreath works. And I do. So that makes sense. Right. I figure there's enough Christians around here. They'll kind of get it. But (laughs) they'll kind of get it. They'll kind of get it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, the Gilead Church in Chicago partnered with the Burning Bush Brewery to release a Advent wreath of uh, four different, uh, well, three beers and then another different beer. (laughs) That, uh, That makes sense that they hooked up with Burning Bush. That's well, a match, match made in heaven. I yeah, guess. interestingly, Burning Bush Brewery was started by a pastor who used to be a pastor at a Presbyterian church. Oh, okay. And then he got out of that business and got into the brewing business. If he was from Milwaukee, he'd be a pastor. No way. <laughs> I didn't feel great about that one, but I went with it anyways. All kinds of fired. All kinds <laughs> of fired. Uh, yeah, so... The uh, the Burning Bush Brewery, it is very religious-themed as well. There's a lot of... Uh, the, the One of the beers is like the Lion's Den. If you're familiar with, you know, Daniel and the Lions, I think it is. I watched Vessie Chills as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was Cucumber Larry up to? Fighting the Lions for the Christians or some shit? <laughs> something, something, like <laughs> something like that. However it goes. Uh, but yeah, they the Gilead church is releasing these beers and it's something I guess that could happen, you know, more with churches. The Gilead church appears to be a very all inclusive church. So they're not, uh, I don't know. They're, uh, I'm trying to find a light way to put this, but 
basically they don't hate homosexuals the way other churches do. They accept everybody. They are a come as you are yeah. church. Yeah. I can so, oh, they're a Nirvana church. There yeah. you go. Yeah, they didn't seem to have like an official denomination of like Lutheran or Catholic or anything. They were just, hey, we're Christian and we accept everybody. Be fucking cool. Also, their website swears. I was like, hey, that's weird. You guys are like trying to be those cool <laughs> youth pastors and trick me. I ain't falling for it. <laughs> Miss me with that religion. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you miss me with that Christ shit, yo. <laughs> Jeez, come on. Nope. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's a, still a nice thing that you're doing. And I think other churches could get in on that. To actually, Absolutely. To, you know, get people interested in them. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of breweries. Like be church brewers? Ah. <laughs> You know, plenty that would be willing to get in on the game of, you know, making an advent wreath. Mm-hmm. Advent beer wreath? Beer wreath? Brief? Beer wreath? Yeah, sure. Good enough. Yeah. Brief? Yeah. A brief. <laughs> brief? <laughs> I don't know. Start a new tradition. <laughs> so, speaking of new traditions, there is a new tradition coming for 2020. Yeah, what's that? By the good people of Coors Light, who have decided that nuance is no longer required. Uh, and they're introducing beer and they man. they said, miss me with that Christ shit, yo. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Nope. That's not going down that path. But uh, <laughs> beer man is their new holiday mascot. Ah. Beer man. Because nuance. Get the hell out of here. We beer man know. is suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> Duff man must be in shambles. Right. And, and all it is, is he's supposed to be your imperfect drinking buddy during the holidays. And that's just your uncle. Pretty much. <laughs> and they're, they're holding a contest to build the new beer man. And the rules are just build it out of whatever you have around the house and then send us a picture. And then Ages. we'll pick one. It's awful. They, uh, they have a, a photo of, of an example. Uh, beer man, and it looks like just a lump of dried clay that somebody just stuck a couple of pieces of coal in for eyes and then slit the clay for a mouth. That's it. This is it just is, marketing it is, guy. It is ridiculous. This is marketing giving up. It <laughs> is. This is some marketing guy making sure his existence in the company during COVID still matters. He's like, I'm yeah. plan for you guys. Keep me hired. Deadline's at four, and he forgot about it until 3.35. That, yeah, that is real. I forgot to do my book report shit. Yep. Uh, let me, uh, let me uh, just pitch this to you. Uh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking what if so there's like snow, snow, snowflake, snow, snowman. So there's snowmen. And then what if uh, beer, we were a beer company, beer, beer man. Everybody make their own beer man. <laughs> Uh, and we'll give away vouchers or something. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Punch it up in the presser and send it out. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Fuck you, Coors. <laughs> so you can go ahead and not celebrate beer, man. I'm all right with that. Yeah. <laughs> so there are new holiday traditions trying to be prostituted out there for you. Like what are you supposed to do with them? Like, 
I don't know. Drink with him. Like, is Drink it with him? Is it Elf on a Shelf? Like, you have six beers and then you hide them and try to find them the next day? <laughs> Coors behind the doors. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, that's actually a better campaign. <laughs> it is. Of, like, hiding Coors behind somebody's door and then they open the door and there's a Coors gift. Like, it, it's Wait. like Easter egg hunts. But right. Yeah. Ugh. This is wait, wait. This is just like icing people with more rules. Yeah, it's yeah. icing people with more rules. It's sneaky icing. <laughs> uh, you, you have to gain entrance to the house. <laughs> hide it behind you have to gain the door. Their trust. Yes. You have to trick them into letting, <laughs> bringing you and the Coors into their house. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about Coors anymore. No, let's not. Let's talk okay. about the beers that we were drinking. Yes. So, Steve, yeah. you get to go first. I think. Oh, sure. Why not? Why not? Your 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 picture is up on my computer with your Ellicottville. So how yeah. is your Ellicottville? The Ellicottville chocolate ch- 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 cherry bomb is uh, really good. I'm into it. It's uh as it warmed up, it did get more flavorful, mm-hmm. and so I'm here for it. Nice. So I, since you picked that up as a single, would you pick it up as a six pack next time? Uh I don't know. All right. It just just. Is my own personal buying habits. I usually don't buy Sixers. I get and, that. And even more so when it comes to dessert beers. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I usually only have a dessert beer. That's so, why it's dessert. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's good. And if you're really into this and you buy Sixers, then, yeah, buy a Sixer. But, yeah, not my personal buying habit. Nice. But you would buy it again? Yes, I would buy it again. Nice. That's all I need. That that's a check plus for me. Bubba, what uh, what about your uh, your beer from the South Side that isn't from the South Side? The Hopstalker. Yes. The Hopstalker is good. It's pretty. It's a delicious IPA. So I'm definitely gonna drink the other ones I bought. And uh, oh, it's uh, it's got a nice nice. That's got that kind of traditional ipa taste to it it's not a hazy boy it's not a west coast it, it's just it's got a lot, of, a lot of hops and it's pretty delicious so so it's a it's a classic ipa classic ipa and they did it well nice nice uh for me with my my sobels uh the honey blossom heffy uh same thing as what i said and what steve said on a previous episode if you don't remember what steve said go back and listen to it hint hint uh, but yeah, it's a terrible Hefeweizen, but it's a good beer. It's, uh, it's got a good orange pop to it, and it is very, very bright. Uh, it's refreshing, but it's a terrible Hefeweizen. But just as a beer, on the whole, it's good. I'd probably buy one again. I don't know that I'd buy a six-pack, but if I'm putting a mix of six together, I'll throw one in. I'm good with that. See, I feel like that one I actually would buy a six-pack of. Really? Because, yeah, it's so refreshing that I could... I could definitely see myself crushing the shitload at a tailgate. Hmm. Well, uh, that's a good point. I forgot we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I have that's a truck. A I can just, I can just pull it over to your house and you can sit on the tailgate and drink. <laughs> I'll drive away. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> you can throw on DVE and. <laughs> I mean, I got a Yeah. I got a spare TV. I can drag out into the driveway. I mean, most trucks, you know, 
tailgate the cab or over six feet. So yeah, you guys can distance that way. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Plus, oh, no, if, I was I was gonna just leave. I was just gonna let him use sit on the tailgate and drink by himself. No, just well, take just take one of my vehicles for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I think this was a, a good round of beers that we all had. Yeah. So let's let's reload. Let's get another set, and we'll talk beer again. Okie doke. That's what segment we do. three coming up. Huh. Yes, we'll be back. Welcome back, Hop Nation. It's segment three, based on basic math. We're here to drink more beers. I've got a beer, and I'm going to go first, because I didn't get to yet this show. Uh, This comes from beautiful Enola, Pennsylvania. 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. This is Pizza Boy, and they're super tight. You rascal. I thought you said we were leaving that in the behind. Well, we're drinking it, so it's all good. <laughs> I'm, sure he, a, I'm sure he bought it before he realized. I did. I did. But uh, it is a, they call it a soft summer session ale. Try to say that after drinking a half dozen of these bad boys. Actually, you probably could because it only clocks in at about 4.5% ABV. Yeah, it's a session ale. It is a session IPA. I did not know that when I bought it. So it's definitely, uh, it's got some dry hop characteristics to it. Making all kinds of mistakes buying this beer. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys would enjoy it. I uh, enjoy it for what it is. It looks like lemonade. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, it looks like fucking country time. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. And it does not taste like country time. But uh, the label's nice. I like the label. It's kind of dope. Yeah, I like it. It's got a... It's kind of weird because they got a West Coast vibe going on it in a not West Coast IPA. From a landlocked position in Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> the Susquehanna. There's waves. <laughs> it's called the Susquehanna. If you drive far enough, you hit the Schuylkill. <laughs> We're going down to Three Mile Island, get pitted. I was going to say, when they release all the cooling water from Three Mile Island, there's a nice pitted wave going down the stuff. It's all good. We're going to go get tubed. Uh, All right. That's enough of that. Steve, what are you drinking? Well, I'm still in stouts. Mm. I'm just in the comfort zone. I don't give a shit. But, uh, like Team Rocket, I'm blasting off again because I've got the barrel-aged, the bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Stout from Guinness. Oh, shit. Yeah. It is a 10.3% stout. Oh, shit. Yes. Aged in bourbon barrels from Kentucky. Nice. Yeah. How is it? It's pretty good. There wasn't much, like, carbonation on it at all. Uh, and I believe this is brewed in the uh, at it's from the Open Gate Brewery in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I mean, it's not like the traditional nitro stout. Don't think of it that way. But uh, yeah, it has some coconutty flavors to it that I found oh. interesting. They even called it out and said, "Hey, you're gonna taste coconut on this." I said, I don't think I'm going to taste coconut on this. But then I tasted coconut on this. I was like, ah, that's fucking crazy. 
<laughs> Those Guinness people, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. They knew it. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's also pretty boozy. Like I, I had a feeling it was going to be hot. Yeah, you can you can it. It's honestly actually not hot in the same way. Yeah, it is, but it's not in the same way that we think of it a lot of the times because I'm not getting the reflux. It's Ah, just I'm getting like it fucking stinks like hot. And then (laughs) it's like you you smell it and you go, oh, God, this is going to hurt. But then you drink it and it's like you do get a lot of barrel flavor on it. But it doesn't. It, it it just doesn't burn going down, which is nice. cool. Yeah, those, those yeah. Uh, the folks at Guinness they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're they don't uh, they don't do bad work. I guess. I mean, we haven't had much for as long as the Open Gate Brewery's been you know around. We haven't had much from them in the way of their like goofy styles. No, we really haven't. Yeah, they just don't ship them far enough up here. But uh, this one I did get. And I realized that with drinking this beer, I actually hit my cycle of what I usually shop at because the Sun and Steel was from Vintage. Mm-hmm. The Ellicottville was from House of Brews. And this one is from JR's. Oh, very nice. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> aside from Creekside, I was able to hit all of my <laughs> usual haunts <laughs> in this episode. You got to support local businesses. Yes. Nice. What uh, what about you, Bubba? I'm coming at you with the Leaning Cask Celestial Canine. Nice. So it's a it's a New England style IPA brewed with uh, Citra Mosaic and Cryo Simcoe from our our friends up there in Springdale, PA. Um, it's good. It's crisp. It's light. Um, it claims to be a new england style ipa but it's not like kind of juice grenade just citrus in your face like biting into an orange kind of deal it's a little lighter in body in that in that regard so so it sounds like a fancy tailgating beer yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty that's it's a pretty apt description so nice how how piney is it like not at all Interesting. Just because you said it was made with cryo Simcoe. It's like, not piney. It's got kind of like a like almost a lemony taste on it. Yeah. As far as like the citrus goes. Um so yeah. Interesting. Right on. Well uh, we'll have to get a full report at the end. So is it is this the first time you've had that beer? This is the first time I think I've had a leaning cask beer at all. Oh, that's that's a, that's a crime. They're 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 a little bit of a hike. For me, yeah. I mean, they they do distribute a little bit. Um. So yeah, this is the first time I've I've picked one up. So, yeah. Keep at pick, it. Did you pick that up at a uh, House of a Thousand Beers or the Eagle? Uh, House of a Thousand Beers. So okay. And I got another Leaning Cast beer, and I cannot remember the name of it that I'm looking forward to. So, yeah. uh, let me guess. It's dog themed. Ah. <laughs> might be <laughs> yeah, this guy's on to it you might be rabbit you, you might, might be <laughs> <laughs> all right are you guys ready to play a game yep Bob, are you ready to play a game oh yeah that's what i like to hear well good thing because bubba nobody asked you 
Sweet. That's the game we're playing. No, nobody asked you. This is a game where we scour the, the bottom of the barrel of all the, the beer arenas throughout the land. And uh, we answer questions that people post on forums and things like that, subreddits. Uh, and we answer them here on the show. We give our own personal takes. Uh, but since nobody directly asked us, yeah, nobody asked you. Yeah. That's how we do it. Bubba, have you ever played this game before? I have not. I've heard it a few times. Well, then this segment is just chock full of first-timers here for you. So this first question uh, comes from Brew Chef, uh, who posted on BeerAdvocate.com in their forums. Uh, and he or she asks, what beers or breweries were staples in your fridge but no longer are, and why? Steve, I'll, I'll let you start off on that one. Uh, staples. I mean, what year are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is the open-ended part that I'll give you. Yeah. So if we're talking college, I used to have, like, Lion's Head and Angry Orchard in there, like, all the time. Because both were relatively cheap. I do like my sighties. Um if we're talking 2000, hold on, I'm blasting off. <laughs> if we're talking 2013, then I probably would have had a lot of Southern tier two times IPA. And I just, and like others, like the unearthly and they had a couple other like real harsh IPAs back in the day, but I probably would have a lot of those in green flash. I, j- I just mm. don't drink. I don't drink IPAs like that anymore. You know, not to that level. I still I, do enjoy them, but I had a hunch that Green Flash was going to be on your list at some point. Yeah, I used to drink a lot of fucking West Coast and Palette Wrecker, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I I still like them. You know, beers of that caliber, as we've heard in the past. I I, I don't care for these soft session kisses on your lips. It was just like a you know a tiny little a tiny little whisper of lemon in your face. Nah, I, I don't love those. So, but I've definitely turned way to the dark side. Of <laughs> <laughs> all stouts all the time. Yeah, as many stouts as possible. <laughs> nice, Bubba. What about you? What uh, what kind of beers were staples in your fridge, but then they kind of got moved out of the way? I like Steve. It depends on when. So I, I was a big fan of uh, Lion's Head in college. It was cheap. It was delicious. Nice. Used to basically carry a case of Lion's Head and a case of uh, Labatt Blue Light. That was my light beer of choice. Um, but for the time of year, I guess uh, Saranac Caramel Porter right now. Uh, usually I'd, I'd have gone and picked up a case, but I don't know what's wrong with me. I have not yet. I find that very interesting because I know that I've been at your house and I've drank that beer with you before. Yeah, that's a that's a like after Thanksgiving staple. Like it's there, it's ready to go until after Christmas, and it's it's just always here. Um, so that's probably that might need to change. Actually, I guess the holidays have snuck up on me. Well, I mean, this episode episode came out on Friday, so tomorrow go get some. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, for me, uh, I'm actually going to go with Railbender by Erie Brewing Company. 
to me, that was one of the first craft beers that I had that I kind of leaned into a lot that I enjoyed over and over and over again. But for whatever reason, I haven't gone back to it yet. And it's kind of been pushed out. And I think that I need to revisit it. I think I need to bring it back into the fold. Check it out. It's, it's a good one. I, I, like your, I like Erie Brewing Company. They make good beers. What if, what if they put out a double rail bender? Would that get you back in the game? So that would, uh, that would create some sort of rail series because they have the rail bender, then they would have the double rail bender, but they also have the derailed. Because that's how Southern Tier brought me back. Like I was saying, I used to drink a shitload of uh, two times IPA. And mm. I kind of fell off. But then when they put out the three times IPA, I was like, oh, dog, I got to check that one out. <laughs> That's a whole extra X. <laughs> That's a whole extra. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Erie Brewing Company, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to bring you back into the fridge. You deserve it. You belong there. So, then, what's that? I can support that decision. Yeah. So, our next question comes from the beautiful community that is Reddit. <laughs> from Curtis A. Newman. And Curtis oh, you a. mean Newman. it wasn't poop fart rubber band? <laughs> no, poop fart rubber band 69 underscore 420 no scope. Yeah. Ugh. And this is a weird one, but I'm going to ask it anyways because it's out of season, but we have to plan ahead. Okay. And Curtis A. Newman asks, what glass or mugs would you use for a St. Patrick's Day gathering? Assuming, I'll put this caveat on there. It's all socially appropriate in terms of vaccines and distancing and all that rigmarole. Right. We're going to just address that. We don't have to worry about all the other garbage. Assuming we can gather again safely. Perhaps it's a St. Paddy's Day celebration in June. Uh, I think (laughs) I would probably just go with green solo cups. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine where you could get some sort of glassware. Yes, for, for, for the audio listeners, I just put up a picture of the glass we're selling again. But, I, I mean, what, what, what's wrong with just going green solo cups, you know? Nothing. That, that's, that's what St. Patrick's is about. St. Patrick's isn't about fucking drinking craft beer. I'm sorry. No, that's the, that's the That's the one of the days. I don't want to say the one day because I have other days to myself where I just drink four loco for no reason. <laughs> Like I'm just depressed and I'm like, ah, it's four logos and meatball subs today. <laughs> but, but I mean, you don't have pa- to be depressed to do that. No, I oh, do. God. No, I do have to. No, yeah, I no, no, I do oh, have boy. to give up my dignity of like, <laughs> you know, I just want to go quick with, you know, fruit juice. I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to enjoy anything. I just want to, nah. <laughs> you just want to get there. Yeah. You're just taking uh, the expressway. Right. <laughs> and that's what Four Loco is. Four Loco <laughs> is the expressway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, St. Patrick's is the day you, you don't worry about what you're drinking. You're just kind of, I mean, except for me, I do drink Guinness over mm. green dyed Pilsner. <laughs> Back to earlier posits of I don't like Pilsner. So <laughs> I do tend to drink Guinness and then just fucking liquor oh. i was gonna say jameson has to pop up at some point jameson pops up a bunch <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah jameson, jameson's all hi tiny dude out the show <laughs> it's 11 30 it's time to go yeah 11 30 you're down at buckheads what you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> 
Bubba, what about you? What do you got to say about St. Patty's Day glassware? I don't know if it's not if it's not a like clear ten ounce Dixie cup <laughs> where you take basically mouthwash out of that mouthwash being flat Bud Light and and green dye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what is St. Patty's Day beyond that. <laughs> what is <laughs> that you know what you guys are absolutely 100 percent correct uh and steve i must applaud you for uh not necessarily taking the bait but taking the lead yeah on on what kind of glassware you should use yeah i mean the, the video watchers have to sit yes. here and look at this but <laughs> but uh if if uh you didn't bring that up oh oh i was bringing it up yeah this first st patty's day 2020 20. 2022 good one yeah 2020 <laughs> i don't think i can hang on for that long bubba <laughs> i can't i've transcended into the computer <laughs> nah nah i think i'm just gonna leave the good place at that point <laughs> gonna walk underneath the trestle and be done with it just go back into nothingness <laughs> you'll you'll have driven all the jeeps by then Driven all the Jeeps. The Jags uh, have won all the championships. Blake Bortles has won everything. He's already in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) All right. Our next question comes from C. Miller, 4642. No idea where that number came from. Uh, That was on Beer Advocate where this was posted. And uh, they ask, rank the seasons by how much you enjoy the beers that are out during said season. So we're going to keep it to the core for winter, spring, summer, fall. Bubba, I'll let you go first on this one. We go with summer. We have to give us all four. It's called rank. Don't just say <laughs> summer. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Summer's number one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, winter number two and then hmm. spring number three and fall number four. For the Very reason – of summers when you get those nice light crispy beers i i could go that just sounds delightful right now um when i say winter get those spiced ales listen (laughs) uh you get the spiced ales coming out in winter i I, I, I enjoy them but i get uh some palate fatigue you know by the time i'm done with the uh the 30-degree weather, the bullshit cycling of wintry mix, my face being in pain, that just brings me bad memories. So, like, get me out of the winter spiced ales and, and let's get us into some spring. And then uh, we'll, get, we'll go back to the, the crispy, delicious, light beers. And then, uh, I don't know, pumpkin beers are kind of overblown. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really drink any pumpkin beers this year. Oh, uh, that's okay. We can still be friends. That's okay. They, they, just didn't, they just didn't do it for me. I don't know. That's okay. That's all right. We'll get you back next year. Steve, what about you? What about your, uh, your beer seasons? Winter, A, number one. <laughs> no surprises there. No surprises there. Uh, then I'm going to go spring, fall, and summer as last. Uh, spring, kind of the reemergence of fresher beers. You get some fresher hops in that area. And then fall is also as more harvest time. So you get some real freshies in that area, but you also start getting into the darker beers. You get some of the seasonal stuff. 
not necessarily pumpkin beers, but you get some other, you know, seasonal, uh, like, uh, like apple ales in that time, you know, it's all kind of good in those times. Summer, I don't particularly love, there's nothing seasonal about it. There's just a lot of IPAs in that time. And as of late, there's just a lot of soft IPAs Mm. that I don't give a shit about. (laughs) I love baby kisses. Yeah. So it's that plus the fact that pumpkin ales have also started creeping in the summer too. Eh. So summer, you last. You're too hot and your beers are too unvaried. Hit the bricks. Okay. Winner, you're all stouts, which is also unvaried, but I love stouts. Let's go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so for, for me, I would from I'd say from uh from first to worst, I'd have to go fall, winter, and then I think I'd go summer and then spring. Uh, to me, spring what the hell is a spring beer? To me, the the only one I can think of that I associate with springtime is the uh, the Sam Adams, the uh, what the hell is it? Not the snow melt, but the uh, oh hell spells. I can't even think of it now. That's how cold much snap? I don't the cold snap. Yeah, that's how much I don't care about spring beers. Mm. The, the one beer I associate with it, I can't even remember the name. Okay, and so it just doesn't do anything for me. Summer beers. I mean, to me, summer beers, yeah, they're light and all that good stuff, but you can get most of them year-round, you know, your cultures, your cream meals, things like that. Because I, I don't care about IPAs. So IPAs are just a non-factor in all yeah. this to me. So summer beers are just, you know, like cultures, it's just, just there's more beers there that I understand than in the springtime. And then winter, stouts and everything like that is fantastic. You got your Christmas beers, things like that. But fall, I do like... I do like the pumpkin beers. I do like the Oktoberfest. But at the tail end of fall is when you get all of those big, heavy stouts coming in. You know, you usually get them October, November time frame when things are starting to cool down a lot. That's when you get a lot of those big, heavy stouts. And I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fall, fall, A number one, which is weird because in terms of personal preference, fall is the worst for me, just in general. Fall sucks. (laughs) It gets dark early. It's bullshit. The sun was setting at 4.45 today. Dope. <laughs> I'm into Stupid. it. No. Hey, well, Steve's up all night anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I live in darkness. Yeah. It's, dark, no. it's dark in the hard drive. <laughs> life is pain when the sun sets at 4.45. No, life is good. That's when you make the mac and cheese and you have stouts. <laughs> Stupid. I don't like it. That's why it's got snow, and then it looks like it's light out all the time. That's also fun. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right, we're moving on. Reddit, bruised and confused, asks the question, what are your favorite spicy beers? Spicy beers. Yeah, Steve, I'll let you go first, because I know you've got a bit of a reputation with spicy beers. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is a hard one to spring on me just because nah. spicy beers are so few and far between. Um, the, the, one I used to drink a lot was like the Tommy Knocker. Tommy Knocker had a chili ale. Yes, I think it was their green chili. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I used to drink that one a lot, but I don't, I guess that goes back to question one as well. It's like, what's in your fridge that isn't anymore or whatever. Right. That's another one on the list. Yeah. Uh, More recently though, one of the best chili beers, spicy beers I had is that uh, 10W40 Mexican hot chocolate. Mm, That one's really good. And locally couch, the sofa commando. They fucking knocked it out the park as far as spicy stouts go. Nice. So, yeah, those two I would check out. Nice. Bubba, any thoughts on the on the spicy realm? I haven't drank a lot of spicy beers, but the most recent one I had was the Phantasm by Tattered Flag, and it's brewed with the ghost pepper, and it's, uh, it's an IPA. It's a, it's a triple IPA brewed with ghost pepper. It, it doesn't come through, like, too, too hot, um, I'd say less than like the Ballast Point Habanero Sculpin IPA, but that would have to be my favorite because like those are probably the only two I can think of right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Habanero was, Sculpin, that's another one that's not uh, in the fridge anymore. Yeah. So I've had other ones, but they don't stand out. They were more just like kind of cool gimmicks in my mind at this point. But go with the Phantasm. Nice. I, I'll, I'll hit this one real quick. Eleventh uh, Hour had a jalapeno beer. I believe it was a. It wasn't a jalapeno wheat, but I think it was like a cream ale or something like that. But they did, it was really well executed. So, so it was it was a lighter beer though. It wasn't a. Stout. It was. Yeah. Correct. Correct. But it uh, it was good. So yeah. I hope Eleventh Hour makes it again. I believe it. Uh, I believe if Eleventh Hour could make a good beer. <laughs> because they do make good beers. <laughs> so speaking of beers because that's what we've been doing this whole damn time. Yeah. Uh, we'll go around the horn real quick uh, about the beers that you guys drank. Steve, give me a, give me a 10-second synopsis. I'm drinking this here bourbon barrel, barrel-aged stout from Guinness. <laughs> it's 10.3%. It's giving me the gassies, but it's pretty excellent. Uh, I don't think you would ever know, know that it was Guinness beer, though. Mm-hmm. It, there's just too much going on as far as with the barrel and the coconut flavors and just the booziness to ever be like, oh yeah, that's the Guinness version of this. Nah, it's just kind of a good version of a barrel-aged beer. So, yeah. Right. That's, that's about it. Bubba, what's your 10-second uh, synopsis on the beer you're drinking? The Celestial Canine? Delicious. I mean, I, I would drink this beer at a tailgate anytime the weather's warm. Give me that this is a summer beer through and through freezing my ass off in the basement, but it still works. <laughs> Getting you ready for 2021. Yeah. Nice. Uh, for this beer, the super tight by pizza boy out of Anola PA. That's 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. Uh, I get it. Uh, but I don't get it. Uh, this would be a good beer. It's a well-crafted beer. Just not necessarily for me. I'm going to finish it, but uh, I don't know that I put it in the six pack again. But that's my personal preference. That is not an indication of Pizza Boy and their abilities. Right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. When I read the label, I didn't know it was going to be dry hopped and this and that and everything else. Right. That's on me. It's the consumer's fault. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and deal with it. Right on. Yeah. Bubba, do you have anything to promote this week? Is your, I does, don't. You, does your new baby have an Instagram? She does not, but she's pretty great. That's about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, all right. It's just fun. I, hey, I, I don't know. I don't know how early kids are getting TikToks nowadays. So. 
<laughs> oh, good Lord. She has not learned the WAP dance yet or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Bub, right. aren't you going to start the uh, start to run the TikTok for Hop Nation USA? Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah, we talked involve about that. me having TikTok myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got faith in you. You can run it. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure you guys are more on social media than I am. (laughs) Well, it's time for you to learn. And I'm really not. (laughs) Yeah. Adam, that's not an Adam realm. (laughs) No, no. Technology scares me. (laughs) The computer listens to him and it upsets him. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Adam's going to put his tinfoil hat on to go to bed. (laughs) I've already got the whole bedroom lined. It's good. (laughs) It's all face blankets in here. (laughs) Hat, Come on. That's the program. The most crinkly room ever. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to follow me on social media and not Adam and Bubba, <laughs> all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to find new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday and listen to them as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Stitcher, Podbean, Google Music, Apple Music, Podcast, whatever thing. I don't know. Podchaser, we're on there too. Uh, where else are we? I think you can yell at your Alexa. We're on Amazon. But uh, we're everywhere. But if you're on any of those platforms, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-cheers show, but they only let us use Frasier. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's man. a... That's a and that's a reference to beer Twitter. <laughs> that's a terrible crime. Don't reference beer Twitter ever on this show. <laughs> Everybody's a jerk on there and they hate us. <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Bubba. Yeah, it's good to see you again. Thanks for having me. It's been yeah. a while. Glad Shave your mustache though. Dude, it's been two months and I it still is hardly even noticeable. Uh, I notice it enough that it's given me Daniel Carcillo vibes and it's upsetting me. <laughs> it's dirty in real life. Yeah, it, I'm sure it, it is. <laughs> you remember Sidney Crosby whenever it was like, whenever it was 18 back yeah. in 2005? It's yeah, old patches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get rid of it. I wear a mask in public. <laughs> My wife and daughter have to deal with it. <laughs> Uh, well thank god you've got personality bubba yeah there we can, go can i ask is, like so you haven't shaved the mustache have you like shaved the other parts or yeah. is that just not growing i did i just I, I, i've trimmed it up but i, okay. I can get a pretty cool soul patch i know i see that little dirt mark there too and so i'm just wondering like how much have you not shaved the mustache hasn't been t- touched for basically two months everything else gets trimmed up weekly okay fair enough this, right. this is like Five days in. <laughs> Listen, I get carded all the time. I'm, I know you do. You're, you have one of the babiest faces that we have on this show. For real. Uh, well, it's good to have you on again, Bubba. I'm glad you were able to join us. It's been too long. We'll have to have you on again soon. Yes. Hopefully in person, maybe eventually. Uh, I'd like that. Uh, I don't know. We'll go July. <laughs> we'll set the bar real low again adam you have to push for the vaccine before opening day well <laughs> no you told me to push people out of the way for the vaccine yeah push them down they don't need it 
don't need it. If they can't fit themselves, they're on their way out. We're taking the vaccine from them. (laughs) Yeah. All right, gentlemen. All right, that's enough because we're going to get ourselves in trouble. We keep yelling about pushing old men down the stairs. Yeah. So let's not (laughs) do that. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back again next week with something doing. Your holiday programming starts next week. There you go. There's your warning. <laughs> With your, well, you're, I know you're just going to flounder and like, we're going to do something new. It's like, no, no. The audience no, needs no. to know holiday programming starts next week. <laughs> and Bubba has already agreed to be on. Thanks, Bubba. Ah, got him. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> got him. All right. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.